Seventh season, the Lapped Traffic Podcast has brought you over 300 shows, driver and media interviews, awesome stories and entertainment, and one of the coolest fantasy leagues around. Get ready for another exciting season. Sit back, relax, and try not to get lapped. Now, here's your host, the Professor. What is up, Lap Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 320 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Hope all is well. Hope everyone had a great weekend. Can you believe it? We are officially in playoff mode. Uh, Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. Jim, we have to talk about playoffs, and we will talk about playoffs in just a little bit. Um, what a, it's, It was a crazy week, had a fun week off. We took the little guy up to Mackinac Island for our annual trip. We were supposed to go last Sunday to Wednesday, ended up going Saturday to Tuesday, literally woke up. Saturday afternoon, kept checking the weather and seeing that Sunday was going to be the nicest day up at the tip of the mitten and over on the island. And we decided, well, it's going to be, you know, if you drive straight through, it's about a four and a half hour drive. And obviously with an 18 month old, you're not driving straight through. So we decided to leave Saturday afternoon we uh finished packing in a hurry and uh it worked out because my in-laws were staying in a cottage they were renting up in indian river which is about a half an hour south of mackinac if you will so we drove up saturday night stayed with them and then got up sunday morning for the quick 30 minute drive uh, to Mackinac City and took the ferry over and all that good stuff. I, the room was actually ready, which never happens, which was awesome. So we were able to have pretty much a full day on the island Sunday versus wasting that driving in the car. Um, if you've listened to the show, you've heard me talk about our annual trip up there. And it's it's just so out of the ordinary uh, in, in such a busy world of clicks and goes and phones and looking at screens and cars and the hustle um you go up there and it forces you to slow down and that's pretty cool no cars on the island it's all bikes it's all horses and horses or taxis pulled by horses it's it's awesome it's your typical tourist town fudge shops hoodies uh you know different kinds of restaurants which is awesome and uh, had a great time the incredible part was you know we took Alden last year but at six months old he was he was just kind of along for the ride uh, where this year we were along for his ride which was cool and every time he saw a horse you would have thought it was his first time seeing it he was just so excited every time to see one uh he got to pet a couple of them which was awesome and the same with dogs because he's he's grown up you know he's he he knows no life without a dog so the fact that uh a lot of people bring their dogs over there it was just very cool to see had a lot of fun and then uh, because of the weather i mean you can only visit the 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 fudge shops and all of that so often and it was not pool weather so we ended up coming home a day early uh, just to have an extra day off at home, which was uh, pretty cool. And the drive home was a little crazy. Uh, Alden decided to, uh, you know, 
projectile uh, on the way home. So that was fun pulling off on the side of the road on I-75 and, and doing diaper changes and cleaning out the car seat. But always an adventure. And uh, hey, it's, it's all right. Made it home safe and sound. Did 53 loads of laundry, all that good stuff. And, and now here we are, football playoffs and according to Lindsay a leaf has fallen somewhere in Maine or Vermont so it's officially uh, pumpkin spice season so yeah all all good things cannot believe basically fall is is right up right here um, and and I mean what what more do you need other than football and fall I'll I'll take it in playoffs and speaking of playoffs uh, your truck winner in the Craftsman Truck Series playoffs who has advanced to the next round after winning this past weekend at Milwaukee. Grant Enfinger is going to be on the show here in just a minute, which is very exciting. Great to have him back on here. Can't wait to talk to him in just a couple minutes. As well as local Michigan driver Gage Rogers is going to make his debut. Uh, he goes to Central Michigan, which I've got some ties to, which is pretty cool. And uh, hey, anytime I can talk to a local Michigan driver, I am all about that. So he'll be on here a little bit later, uh, as well as Aaron Studwell. It is tradition that him and I get together and break down some Big Ten football, Michigan football, MSU, OSU, all that good stuff. So I will put that on at the end of the show so that if you don't care to hear about it uh you don't you don't have to and you can you can dip out and you'll you'll know when you hear Aaron then that that's when you can cut out if if you're not here for uh uh some football talk and have a little fun there as well as uh, Racing Cants, uh, Mr. Andrew Cantian, good friend of the show. He's been around a long time, and uh, he's made some headway and some news, if you will, uh, last couple of weeks. And if you know, you know. If you don't, you'll find out. And uh, we're going to have some fun. He's going to come on for a little bit as well. So there you have the rundown. Oh, and of course... We've got to talk some lap traffic fantasy. Uh, we'll do that. Normally, that closes the show out, but uh, we'll do that just before we close the show out with uh, Aaron and myself. And we've got uh, 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 Andrew U swept uh, segments one and two. We got 24 players that have made the playoffs, and we're cutting 12 off uh, for the first round. And it is truly anybody's game, but I'll get to that in just a little bit. So, uh, without any further ado, let's get Mr. Grant Enfinger back on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, joining me on the line this weekend's past winner of the Clean Harbors 175 at the Milwaukee Mile. He is making his eighth appearance on the show. He's going to the next round of the playoffs, driver number 23. Welcome back, Mr. Grant Enfinger. Sir, how are you, man? I'm doing great. Doing great. Appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, man. Thanks for coming back on. Appreciate the support over the years and all that good stuff. Um, before we get into the uh, total dominating performance you had this past weekend, um, we have to start with a little college football because I'm doing a little football talk tonight on the show as well. Um, Bama, man, pre-ranked number four. Uh, how you feeling about your boys this year? I always feel good about uh, Nick Saban and, and his guys. So I feel uh, feel like just being ranked right there, maybe it'll give them a little extra motivation. So, um, yeah, over, overall, I feel like uh, 
feel like still saving uh, still has a few years left in the take. So uh, maybe he'll be able to, to squeak out another uh, national championship or two before before he steps away. Well, you know, I and I I totally hear that. What a legacy! I mean. To, to be revered like he is, I mean, that's just something special that, you know, what he's done with that program is something that, you know, we may not see, you know, uh, I'm just, I'll, I'll go Homer here with my boys in Michigan and we got Jim Harbaugh that, you know, every other year he's looking to go and teases interviews with the NFL and stuff like that. So you just don't see that longevity with the program so that he very well could be one of the last few good ones to go and do that. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So, and it's take, taking all Har Harbaugh how, how many six or seven years to, to, <laughs> to finally get, yeah. to finally get decent. Yes. So, yes. There, there you go. But they they were legitimately good last year. So I was and, calling uh, for his head four say, years ago. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yep. Yep. No college football fans are brutal. I'm yeah, one oh, of we them. are. So. <laughs> well, man, uh, let's talk about the season. Three wins, ten top tens. Um, you know what? What's, um, you know, now that we know, uh, which obviously we, you know, didn't know up until, you know, last week or so with, with GMS, but, you know, talk about, you know, your season as a whole as, as we're one race into the playoffs and, and, you know, what the outlook looks like now that we know that, uh, you know, GMS will, will no longer be, unfortunately. Yeah, just overall, um, you know, we've, we've got speed in our um, champion fire equipment Chevy's all year you know i feel like there's still some some you know little slips here and there some just kind of execution errors every every once in a while but but man when 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 myself and jeff are able to hit the setup i, I feel like we could truly win it anywhere we go um that's something we didn't have last year but that's a testament to all the hard work from from everybody at, at, at gms racing and in gms fabrication so i feel like um you know if we do our job we we can contend and, and we can we can win more races so um last year i feel like if we did everything just perfect okay we could have fifth place speed but we couldn't have race contending speed so um as a, as a driver in a and a crew member and a and a crew chief and all that's that's what you want. You, sure. you want your stuff good enough to where, hey, when when you do your job, you can you can do what we did on Sunday and and um and go out there and and, and lead laps and, and contend for a win. So, um yeah, I think just overall our our stuff is in a in a really good space as far as performance goes. Um, we still you know like I said we we're still making some some little minor errors that that. You know, typically myself and, and Jeff don't do just some some little stuff we got to clean up. I, I think, but before we get to the end here, but but um, you know that's part of racing. Always always uh, looking for 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 perfection and, and trying to make the stuff better. So so yeah, it's obviously uh, you know rough news last week. Understanding that that uh, GMS is is going to dissolve basically at the at the end of this year, but. Um, all of our group on, on the 23 team and, and everybody that I've talked to in the shop and a GMS fabrication, they're, they're, uh, they're wanting to do everything we can to, to bring home this championship and, and nobody's holding us back. Nobody's, uh, nobody's trying to, you know, keep us from spending or, or anything like that. Uh, we, we had a brand new truck in Milwaukee. Um, everybody's effort has, has been there all year long and, and everybody has, has stayed really, really focused. So, um, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, um, but I feel like, you know, overall that the GMS is, is handled it as good as he possibly could. Um, 
and, and nobody wanted to hear that news. Nobody, nobody wanted it, but, but now it adds clarity on, on us. And, and, you know, there's not a question mark. Hey, this is, this is what's happening next year. We all know we have to find jobs, but this is what's important is, is, is winning this championship this year. So um, I feel like everybody's mindset is, is really good. And I, I feel like this weekend was a, was a testament to that. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. I mean, to go out there, sweep them both and, and bring home the checker that, that definitely is a testament to the, the commitment and the uh, heads down work nature, if you will, uh, w- with getting news like that. Cause I, I can only imagine it can be challenging, um, you know, to stay focused when you're worried about, oh, man, I, I don't know what, you know, next year, next season, however you want to phrase it, holds. But, um, you know, it's it's something that uh, I know, unfortunately, you've been in a, a similar situation uh, before. And here you are in a full back in another full time ride and, and contending for a championship. So I have all the faith in the world that uh, we will be seeing Grant Enfinger in, in some capacity next year. So um, Grant, I want to talk about the, the upcoming schedule in terms of what's left for the truck series. There's only one, two, three, there's only six races or I'm sorry, five races to five. go yeah. five, um, you know, Kansas, uh, I don't want to say is irrelevant just because you're already into the next round. Uh, but when you look at Bristol and Dega uh, and Homestead and Phoenix, man, you got to feel pretty good about those because I went and looked and I'm like, man, whether it's their wins, some top fives, uh, these are all tracks that you're very comfortable at, I feel like. Yeah, definitely is. But, but yeah, the second round is, is going to be tough. Um, I feel like we've we've done a much better job this year than, than we did last year as far as accumulating some some playoff points. So I feel pretty good about that. But I I still look at this this next round as, as kind of a must-win situation. I, I feel like uh, the only way you guarantee yourself to, to race for a championship at Phoenix is, is to win one of those three races. Um, I've I've the year that we made it to the to the championship for myself and, and Jeff Hensley in, in 2020, um, with, there was winners in 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 each of those three races in the second round. So so only one got in on points. And um, you know I don't want to be in that situation at Homestead where we're you know counting the points in the second stage and you know pins and needle. I, I'd I'd like to go ahead and get it done at Bristol. Hell so, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's uh, that's what we're working on right now, and and uh, and yeah, we we still got business at Kansas, but uh, but outside of playoff points, there's not a lot for us to gain at Kansas. We uh, we we will accumulate more playoff points if we can win a stage or, or win the race. Um, but outside of that, whether we run second or or thirty sixth, we're 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 kind of it all pays the same. We're we're playing on house money at Kansas. Absolutely, but, but it. At Bristol, uh, it, it gets real again, and and um, yeah, we we've uh, like I said, we've still got some things to, to clean up on 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 our end, and, and we're going to continue to do that till till they throw the checkered flag at Phoenix. I love it, um, Grant. Talk about uh, some of the sponsors that you've had along the way with you, because I know you've had a lot of dedicated sponsors that have worked with you over the years. Yeah, I mean the the one that that has meant the most to my career uh, the, the last nine years is, is Champion Power Equipment. They have uh, just been so instrumental in in allowing me these opportunities, and it's and it's one of those true relationships that you know we're 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 business partners, you know, on the racetrack, but but we're friends, you know, off the racetrack as as well. And um, 
feel like Champion has has grown their their market share. They're, they've grown their presence at about the same rate that that we've grown on the racetrack. So it's uh, it's been a great relationship for for both of us, and um, we see uh, see a lot more uh, Champion generators when when we're at the track and in the campgrounds and stuff than uh, than we did when we started this deal. So that's uh, that's something that's that's really cool to me, and um, you know we. We drive around the campgrounds. We see a lot of fans a lot of times, and, uh, and there's guys we we've seen four or five times over the years, and and then there's guys that we've seen hey for the second time, but the first time we we saw them was in 2015 or 2016 or something like that, and and you hear those stories on, on how that kind of touched them, and hey their their neighbor bought a bought a champion generator because of us, and and they started following us, and, and anyway, just a, a lot of cool stories like that, and uh, Champion has just been so instrumental in that, so so huge thank you to, to those guys, um, and, and also for the last two years, uh, Team Chevy has put so much behind, not just just me and my career, but, but GMS racing and, and the entire organization, um, put so much energy and effort into it. It's, uh, it's, it's awesome to see. And, and the resources that they've had have, have obviously, um, gone to help us and, and we're instrumental and, and just like this weekend in, in Milwaukee. So, um, huge thing. Thank you to, to those guys and, and, uh, Mike and, and Maury and Spencer and Ron and everybody that's, that's a part of this organization. So thank huge, huge thanks to, to all those guys. That's awesome. And you know, you, you have a sponsor that, that you've worked with, uh, and, and it's something that's a direct purchase, right? So that is really cool. Uh, when you can see that payoff, uh, and know that, you know, the investments done well, both for you and, and for the sponsor that, like you said, you know, over the eight nine years incrementally seeing more and more at the track because of that you know direct hit and seeing your truck go around the track throughout the country that that's that's a cool payoff that you don't always get to see with some of the sponsors depending on what you know if there you know is an actual direct consumer product so that's really cool that's what makes relationships last long term when it when it benefits everybody so you know it truly has and, and that's something that's uh that's been 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 really awesome to see on on uh on 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 everybody's behalf so that's that's really really awesome i love it man well listen grant thank you so much for the time and coming back on the show uh it's always a pleasure to talk to you uh, i hope you enjoy opening uh opening weekend with with alabama uh you know kick some ass at kansas and i i hope to be able to reach out to you here in uh, another eight weeks or so and and have you on to congratulate you on a championship that would be awesome. That's uh, that's our intention, and and uh, I, I feel like it's our time to to do it. So so thank you so much, and I appreciate everybody for following along. Awesome, man. Thanks so much, Grant. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Lap Traffic Nation. There you have Mr. Grant Enfinger. Love catching up with him. So great to uh, have him a part of the show. So much uh, appreciate his support without any doubt. Um, all right, what I'm going to do next is uh, we're going to get a local Michigan driver on the line, uh, Gage Rogers, and talk to him for a little bit, hear his story and all of that. And then after that, uh, longtime listener follower Andrew Cancian is going to come on and we're going to talk some racing, and then after that is when uh, we'll do some lap traffic fantasy as well as close things out with the doctor, Aaron Studwell, for some college football. So still plenty to go. Don't go anywhere. And right now, here is Gage Rogers. 
All right, Lat Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his first appearance on the show. He is a local driver here in the great state of Michigan. Welcome to the Lat Traffic Podcast, Gage Rogers. What's up, brother? How are you? I'm doing good. Yourself? Awesome, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, love talking to fellow Michiganders and, and uh, you know, anyone that's got that racing background, which is which is awesome. Um Let's start this way here. Uh, I'd be remiss because my wife would kill me if I didn't do this. Uh, fire up chips, man. <laughs> oh, fire up. Yeah, actually, today is the first day of classes, so I've been getting to those classes today. Awesome. Very good. Uh, what, what, what are we taking this semester? Uh, I'm a logistics major, so mainly like accounting and Excel and information system type classes. Okay, cool. Uh, and, and your sophomore year, right? Uh, yes, sir. Okay, cool. Good deal. Um, all right. Now, the other question that I got to ask, is it maize and blue or, um, or I'm sorry. Yeah, maize and blue or green and white? Oh, it's green and white for sure. Oh. Diehard state fan, got to <laughs> say. That's okay. That's all right. We'll be doing uh, um, one of the uh, weather guys on Twitter is going to be uh, on the show a little later. And we're going to break down some uh, some college football there. So looking forward to that. But no, go. it's all right. It's okay. I get it. I mean, <laughs> uh, Michigan State, uh, you know, they 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 went on a tear, you know, and uh, I I I am excited for them to get back to you know making it a competition. You know, like let's let's not know the outcome going into it, and and let's play some good hard football. So yeah, uh, they've definitely. Definitely been sagging in the last couple of years, but I'm just waiting for them to come back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right, man. So let's uh, talk about the, the racing background a little bit. Do you, you know, I, I saw you've been racing since, you know, four or five. You know, how'd you get into it? What's the family background and, and all that good stuff? Yeah. So um, my dad growing up was really just diehard race fan. And when he was about graduated high school he started racing about dirt late models and stuff like that and short tracks around his hometown in uh, pittsburgh and then uh, as he got older he had me had some kids and racing wasn't for him anymore and that was for me and so thankfully he gave me the opportunity to get a go-kart and i loved it and it just started from there it was just something me and him loved to do all the way growing up uh yeah, won a couple wk uh, national championships together and then uh when i was 14 i got into a full-size modified angola motor speedway and won rookie of the year there and then uh we actually our whole family moved to tennessee because my dad's job and so that meant we got a pro late model and started racing uh montgomery motor speedway there and did that for a couple years when i was 15 and 16 and then once I was 17, we started dabbling a little bit in the ARCA stuff, ran the ARCA test. I think it was 2022 of January. Yeah. And we just wanted to see, you know, tr get my license, see how it went. And the test went awesome. Really loved it. We were the Kimmels. Loved those guys. It gave me a great opportunity just to get on the track and really get a feel for it. And didn't run any ARC races that season. But and then in 2023, Got the first ARCA start at Daytona, which was awesome. Thankful for second Zui Voltec for giving me the opportunity to run that and ran that with the Kimmels. And we start, we had some problems in qualifying, blew the transmission, so I had to start from the back, but grinding my way all the way to fifth and then lost the hub bearing, which entailed made me lose my brakes. 
So about the last 20 laps, I was just kind of trying to keep it alive and finish the race. I ended up finishing 23rd or 24th, and that was the first ARCA start. And then had my second, had a start in park at Kansas to get my intermediate license, got that. And then uh, just recently had the ARCA race at Michigan International Speedway, which was an awesome weekend. I was racing with Fast Track Racing, qualified, I think was 11th, but ended up starting 7th because a couple people got penalized. And race ran, ran well. Had a couple problems with uh, communication. My radio cut out on one of the pit stops, oh, which wow. made me, I, so I actually came in a lap later, which meant that I was chasing. They were, start, they were coming over the uh, start-finish line, and I was entering three at full speed trying to catch up, which kind of set me back a little bit. But I just put my head down and just kept grinding because I knew eventually because I could get the lucky dog or anything could happen in a race. And luckily, got the lucky dog, grinding my way back up there and then finished with a ninth. That's awesome, man. I mean, you're, they, you know, you, you start and park uh, Daytona, which is its own beast. So, I mean, your, your first real race, walk away with a top ten. That That's incredible. Um, I want to go back a little bit, um, you know. You mentioned the, the the family background racing. You know the the early start there. Um, what what part of Michigan are you guys actually from? Uh, we're originally from Coldwater, Michigan. It's all the way down up the south of uh, the state. Yep. No, so it's kind of by Jackson. Yeah, a no, little bit. Very familiar. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, okay, so talk about the balance of you know college and and racing because uh, that that can't be easy. Yeah, that's definitely, it's definitely a grind because, I mean, I was actually at Daytona before qualifying in the motorhome. I was writing an essay that I had to turn in, that I turned in right before qualifying. So it's, I'm always, I'm always doing both at the same time. Sometimes it's hard to manage, but when I actually, if I just put my mind to it and just don't concentrate on uh, distractions, it's usually pretty easy. That's awesome. Do, uh, you know. I actually taught for a couple of years at a local university here in Michigan. And, you know, I'd, okay. have, I'd have students come up to me. Um, you know, uh, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of Wayne State, but I, I taught there for a couple of years. And, you know, I'd have student athletes come up and be like, hey, you know, can I can I get a little an extension? I'm going to be traveling for the team with this or that, you know. So, um, you know, do you talk to the professors? You know, hey, I'm a professional race car driver and, you know, I might need a little help here or there. Or uh, do you, you know, just try to plug and chug? Yeah, no, I definitely I always go up to my professors every for, well, usually first class. I always go up, introduce myself just so they can match a name with the face. And there's sure. kind of a personal connection because that always goes a long way. But today I actually had to tell, talk to a teacher because usually here, at least the t- teachers I have at Central are usually really strict about deadlines. And s- some weekends I'm gone Thursday, Friday onward, maybe even Mondays. Sure. So I always have, so I usually always go to my teachers and notify them. And I usually at first they're shocked when I'll be like, yeah, like I'm, I'm a NASCAR driver, you know, I got a race. And at first they're kind of questioned and I show them like, oh, OK, so you actually do it. All right, I'll, I'll give you the pass. <laughs> Sometimes they really don't believe me. Right? No, that's funny. I love it. That's that's good times. Um, so what was uh, what was it like at Michigan? Uh, you know, pulling in, knowing you were gonna, you know, you, you weren't there as a fan. You were going there to actually race a race car, be in your home track. Oh, uh, it was it was just a lot to take in because I remember 
growing up, like going to Michigan, going to the races with my dad. We'd always go there, enjoy the races. And I just me there as a kid imagining that like one day I'd want to race there. And then when I showed up and walked out on the front stretch, it was just it was unbelievable. That's great, man. No, that's very cool. Uh, how's uh, ha- have you gotten to talk to Charles Crawl much over in Arca? Is he, he uh, taking you under his wing a little bit? I hope I have not had too much to talk with him, but hopefully more in the future. Absolutely. He's a great guy. He's a, he's a big, uh, big fan of the show. Um, he's, he's been on the show probably 20 times plus, if not more, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's just a great guy and, and just someone that just loves what he does in racing. So, uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, you and him get to become best of friends as your ARCA career continues to, uh, advance and grow. What, um, what's the, what's the outlook for the rest of 2023? See you right now. I mean, we're trying to put together some races, but the main thing we're really searching ship is a sponsorship. I mean, that's the that's the part where I'm grinding for right now, just trying to pull it together, just get one or two more races under the belt for this season to try to get myself in a good position for next season. Sure. Uh, same thing for next year. Are you going to try ARCA, you know, more part-time, full-time, any other series that you're looking at running? Well, uh, so I'm still going to be running my uh, short track late model probably around Michigan, maybe, maybe Berlin Speedway and uh, Winchester. Awesome. But um, yeah, moving forward, definitely trying to get into more of a maybe part-time season position instead of just one or two races. Um, but that all just comes down to the sponsorship that I have that gives me the ability to do that. Sure. No, no doubt. Uh, any, any sponsors that you do want to give a quick shout out to? Yeah, Sekasui Voltec, they've been they're my main supporter and they've just been awesome. They came on they came under uh on the car for Daytona race, which they were a little hesitant because they're out they're out of Coldwater, Michigan, and they've never sponsored any like anything big like that before. Sure. And it was a new venture for them. And it was just a great experience to have some of the employees come out and for them to see the logo on the car because they really loved it. That's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. All right, Gage. Well, listen, man, thanks for coming on the show. Look forward to, you know, keeping in touch with you, uh, being a, a local Michigan guy and, uh, you know, following your career and uh, best of luck to you down the road, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem, man. Take care. All right, Lab Traffic Nation. There you have Gage Rogers. That is a tongue twister of a name. Uh, I I definitely have to slow myself down with saying that there. Um, can't wait to keep up with his career and all of that good stuff. Uh, but right now, we're going to keep going. For those that have missed, and I actually appreciate the few tweets that I've gotten uh, or text messages of, man, I miss the old school, like, two-hour three-hour lap traffic podcast shows uh tonight you know you you may get very well close to the two-hour mark i will tell you that between the football talk aaron studwell and i are going to do a little later on and with the talk we're about to have right now with longtime listener friend of the show he has been making some headlines at the tracks the last couple of weeks with his, oh, I don't know, Denny Hamlin sucks shirt. His pictures popped up across social media. Welcome back, Andrew. Denny Hamlin sucks. Can't see it. What's up, brother? What's up, man? What an introduction. I tell you, when I do it, I do it right. Yes, that's what she said. <laughs> ah, yes, I love it. Oh, man. All right. Well, let's see here. Um... Let's start with this. Um, well, first of all, the music going on right now is catching up with Lat Traffic's intro. 
which was the segment that I debuted earlier in the year. Uh, was able to do it 10 times. I love the concept of being able to talk to um, people that have been to the track, followers, listeners, actual fans, and just timing and all of that. I just wasn't able to keep up with it that much. But uh, it's appropriate for this uh, start of things because you've been to Watkins Glen and Daytona over the last two weeks, which is absolutely awesome. Uh, so tell, you know, I mean, that's you covered some ground. You went from you know, the North to the South. Uh, how, how'd you make all that work? Um, I clicked the green button to work extra quite a bit. Um, <laughs> I seem to be doing a lot of that this year, green button and then traveling to races. But, um, no, I'm just, I'm really thankful that I've had so many opportunities to go to races. Um, that I'm able to do something that gives me the uh financial backing so to speak sure um, sure let me go to those races big boy money as we call it yes big boy money yeah no longer working at Shoprite for minimum wage in college um yeah i mean i mean daytona was what my fifth race i think this year so i've been all over not just nascar i did the 24 hours at daytona that was awesome i want world of outlaw racing and um new smyrna so we've we've done quite a bit this year and I got one more left coming up here at Homestead here in a few weeks. What was New Smyrna like? What would you like compare that to, like from a a you know track feel, like pulling up to the track as a fan? It's like right off of a main road. Like all of a sudden you're just driving around along, and bam, racetrack right there. Um, it's a really really cool little grassroots place. Um, I I really hope SRX goes there next year. To be honest oh, with you, oh that'd be I cool. Think that would be cool. Or if they cool. can get up to Volusia because I really want to go to an SRX race. That's kind of like the next thing I would really love to uh, check that box. So t- fingers crossed for that next year. I tell you, they were loud. They were fast. I mean, they were – and I tell you, the, the thing I love is that it's uh, – you know, it's a it's a short race, right? Like, and I don't say that because I love short races, but I say that in terms of, you know, as long as you can drive to the track, you can do it in a day. It doesn't need to be the full, like – weekend commitment kind of thing unless you want it to be uh but as long as you're within access to the track like you know you can you can do the the over you can do the the day trip so to speak so that's cool i love it fingers fingers crossed on that next year we'll see how their uh, how their schedule kind of yeah shakes out here and that was was that that your first time to watkins Glen or no yeah, yeah, that was my first time to the Glen because that was that used to be about a four. It was a four and a half hour drive from where I was staying with family. Was that um, so? Was that your first road course? No, no, because I was at Coda this year as well. Okay, all right. So, uh, ta- so yeah, that was my second road course. I think well, uh, I'm losing track, which right? I think is a that's good thing. awesome, dude. You need to get the thing that I've got next to me. I'm gonna text you a picture of it. Lindsay got it for me. Um, I think like off Etsy or something like that. And it's a map of the U S with black and white logos of all the tracks. And then it comes with a sticker sheet that you fill in the colored sticker when you've been to the track. I think that's something I think you need that. Um, I I do. (laughs) uh, So from the road course side of things, you know, did you enjoy that as a fan, you know, only seeing, you know, a few seconds of racing, so to speak every so many minutes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of frustrating, right? Because I'm that guy that likes to sit all the way at the top so I can see the whole track. Sure. Um, so to only see, you know, certain corners, in this case, it just happened to be turn one for both Coda um, 
and the Glen is kind of like, ah, cause you, you do watch quite a bit of the race from a, um, uh, from the, the big screens that they have around the track. But sure. Again, turn one at Coda and turn one at Watkins Glen are probably the best places to sit at those tracks anyway. Okay. Um, so it, to me, it really wasn't, um, that big of a deal. Okay. You know? No, that's fair. No, I, I, I can get behind that. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, out of all the tracks you've, you've been to, you know, you and I went, you know, old school, we met up, uh, at, at Darlington a couple years ago with a, an incredible race weekend there. Um, we saw each other at Homestead, uh, you know, you've been to Coda, you know, so you've been to the, to the old schools and you've been to the new and modern, um, you know, break down, you know, features of each track of, of what they have that you like that, you know, whether it's Darlington's old school, you know, like don't update anything, keep it that way versus Coda, man, I love the ease and the convenience of this, you know, what's, uh, run that down. My, so my big thing is right. Like we, as a sport for most of our tracks still sit in metal seatbacks. Some of them don't even have seatbacks. And you're asking your fans to sit and bake in a metal grandstand for anywhere from, you know, two hours only at Watkins Glen, which was a record up to, you know, Coda was pretty long. Um, so I think the seating at Daytona and Coda with plastic seatbacks was pretty, uh, pretty good because you didn't have that. Oh, I'm sitting and roasting in the grandstand sure. where when you go to, you know, like North Wilkesboro and Darlington, you're sitting with no seat back if your back kind of starts to hurt after a while. So that just little comfort things like that. Absolutely. Um, you know, you and me are, are, are diehards, right? We, we don't always need the whole, um, we don't need to be entertained every 10 seconds by something because to us, the racing is inherently entertaining. Yes. So I don't mind going to a track like Darlington or Wilkesboro and being like, ah, there's a little bit less to do here outside of the midway and the fan stage, but yep. I'm okay with that. Well, um, so I, I'm with you. Like for me, I, yeah. depending on, am I going as media? Am I going as a fan? Am I going to a track I've been to? Am I going to a track I've never been to? Like those are four different categories uh, for me and all four, I would, I, I don't want to, I'll use the word expectation, but that's not the, 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 the reality of it. All four have different outcomes and things that I know either will or won't happen. And you're right. Like I didn't want media first time at Darlington. I, I wanted old school. I wanted to sweat my nuts off in a tent. You know, I wanted to yeah. do that. Like <laughs> now at 40 going on 41. Now I don't know. I necessarily want to do that particular thing right, again. I want to be comfortable right, and I want right. to have this real, real thing called cell phone service that yeah. most tracks still don't have. Oh my like, God. It's so bad. Yes. Yes. I'm with you. But, um, oh man, that's, uh, I, I, I get that, you know, and I, even seeing it like Michigan still, I think Michigan's got some modern features and some outdated features and that's okay. It, it, it works. It works for me. And, and I, and I love that part of it. Um, but, um, I think that, you know, there, depending on the track, you need to have certain, certain, uh, capacities and capabilities, I think. Yeah, I, I think infrastructure goes a long way. Um, you know, like I said, the two things that I really want, I want to be seated comfortably because most tracks don't allow you to bring in, you know, a stadium seat back. Sure, yep, and yep. I want, 
you know, to be able to actually make a phone call, send a tweet or whatever we call them now. Yeah. Take a take a picture, send it to people where it's not lagging. Like yes. if you want to see cars go at Daytona, I can send you a video and it'll go through pretty well because there's good service there. Right. You yeah. know, if I do that at, um, you know, if I try that at Watkins Glen, you were you wouldn't have gotten it till the race was not not mine till the race was over till I was near civilization. Right. Yeah. Um, no. That's so. I've had that issue at at Michigan where if I'm in the media center, I can tweet all day long, uh, but if I walk out of the media center and I want to go take a video of cars, you know, in the in the stalls, or you know, I want to capture you know fan experiences or, or things of that nature. I yeah, can't tweet it until I'm either back in the media center, or like you said, you know, you're you're reaching some some form of civilization. All right, man. Well, let's let's uh, let's talk about you know the the racing this past weekend, implications, all of that good stuff. Uh, Grant Enfinger picked up the truck win, who you guys just heard from a little bit ago. So I think we've covered the the truck series fairly well, the Xfinity series. You know, we still have two more races to go before the playoffs start. There, Allgaier picking up the win in in pretty strong fashion, and you know. I think the Xfinity series speaks for itself in terms of, you know, the grid's pretty much set. I don't expect to see any movement, really. Um, You know, we got a 36-point swing between 12th and 13th, and I don't see any spoilers picking up a win at Darlington or Kansas. Would you agree with that, sir? Yeah, probably. I mean, isn't what uh, the only guy I can maybe think of would probably be Brandon Jones. I think he's on the outside, right? He is on the outside. Yes, that's that's a good call. Yeah, that that is probably the only guy who I could actually see legitimately going up there winning an Xfinity race. The rest of them are they're just smaller teams. They had their chances. Yeah, the road courses where they was the road courses or Daytona were where they were yep. going to need to get it done, and they just uh, they did not, and so it uh, you know is what it is. You know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So, um, all right, let's let's talk about the Cup race uh, first of all. I mean, we we have to give shout out to uh, to Chris Busher, do we not? Uh, yeah, you, you definitely do. I mean, the, the three wins are impressive for sure. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna counter with just one thing with Chris Busher. Yes, is that we said the very similar things about Harvick last year when he won the same two races at Richmond and Michigan, and then we all know how good the Fords are at Daytona. So I, I'm impressed. I'm definitely impressed with how how far that organization's come in such a short period of time but i don't think i'm ready to call them championship contenders um i I would agree uh i think that i mean one i mean i'm just impressed that here we are talking about three chris busher wins in a matter of four to five weeks um coming off of five years since his first win at a range shortened Pocono race or however long it's been I mean you know a win is a win and I've always said that and that's awesome um but now that he has gotten big boy wins um you know you can I don't want to say you don't want to discredit or disregard that but what he's done this season short period of time in the stretch to where we're talking used to talking about other big name drivers and we're talking about Chris Busher. Um, that is, I think it adds even more to the impressiveness, if you will. 
Yeah, yeah. The, the, the turnaround's been there for sure because even if you just look at their average finish, I mean, I think they've got one of the top five average uh, high – no, I'm sorry, top five lowest average finishes in the field this year. Yeah. So the, the speed has been there all year. They've probably been the best Ford team from start to finish, I would say, all year. Uh, I mean, when I guess let's if you would have, you know, we all know I like to do some betting from time to time. If you would have <laughs> come to me in February, Daytona 500 season and said, Brandon, pick somebody that you would never have expected to have three wins and win the first or uh, um, three wins going into the playoffs that hasn't had a win in three years. Um, I, I mean, man, I don't know. Process of elimination would help because, all right, well, <laughs> yeah. Stenhouse Jr.'s had a win over, over that time period. Bubba Wallace has had a win. You know, looking at it from a process of elimination standpoint, I could have maybe backed my way into it. But, you know, right out of the gate. I wouldn't have said Chris no. <laughs> Buescher, but I'm, yeah. I think it's awesome, and I love it for, for the sport and his fan base, and I'm sure his fan base is growing, which is which is awesome. And do I think he's, he's going to win? No. Do I think he definitely gets to the round of eight? Yes. Could I see him in the round of four, you know, just based on past performance in such a short period of time? Absolutely. You know? So that's yeah. – uh, yeah. Anything is possible, and they're hitting on all right cylinders. You know, if these three wins came in March or April, you know, I may be less confident in that statement. But when those three wins are coming in August, September, that's that's the time to shine. Yeah, I mean, just like all professional sports, it's, it's definitely a what have you done for me lately? Absolutely. You know? yep. and, and lately he has won three of the last five races. And, and with that, he gains himself 15 championship points right there along with whatever other uh playoff points he got from wherever he finished in the, the point standings i don't you know i don't know i don't have that in front of me but he definitely was up there in points so you know you add another you know let's just say five playoff points to that and you're now 20 playoff points so you're you're ahead you're already starting in that top six let's say every round and guess what every year there's always somebody that gets eliminated who you don't expect to get eliminated so Sometimes it's just keep it off the wall. And if you do hit it, don't hit it that hard. And you're going to find yourself making deep playoff runs sometimes. Oh, there's there's no doubt about that at all. Uh, speaking of, of playoff runs and those that didn't, I mean, I know uh, you're, you're a very big Chase Elliott fan who, who did not make it. Uh, Alex Bowman did not make it. You know, coming off a of of last year where HMS very competitive, um, you know, two out of four did not make the playoffs. Um, you know, Byron is is tied with Martin Truex Jr. as as far as from a seeding goes with thirty six playoff points. Uh, a lot of that is due to early performance, like I was talking about a few minutes ago. You know, early wins and playoff wins. HMS struggling, uh, you know, what do you make of, of Bowman Chase not missing it? Obviously, uh, if they had raced uh, full races, um, you know, I, I think we're potentially talking a different story. Uh, you know, Bowman only missed three races and, and was pretty far down. I don't know. What, what do you think of those? Would they have made the playoffs if they had raced a full season? I, I think Chase undoubtedly would have. I mean, to come back from an injury like that, 
it, it takes some time to kind of get caught up to speed. And I think when Chase came back, that was kind of when you started to see the Hendrick cars start to taper off a little bit because they started off so strong. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think he would have won at some point. Um, you know, and even for Bowman, I still think Bowman would have made the playoffs too. Um, you look at his injury and, you know, you're talking about a back injury. Yep. So you're, you're losing out on quite a bit of feel for the race car itself. And don't forget, Alex Bowman was the points leader for quite a while. Yeah. I, I think people forget that. Like right when he got hurt, you know, then they had their 60 point penalty. Um, yeah, so yeah, I think help Alex, no, I think Alex definitely would have made it too. So, you know, you add Alex and you add Chasen, well, now who's out? You know, Bubba Wallace is out. Um, but as for the guys that didn't win, who else could be out? Harvick, well, Kislowski, you know what I mean? Harvick, Harvick very well could have been out, uh, you know, when you're talking about Bowman and Chase Elliott, if, if they had raced full, you know, Chase Elliott Mason missing 70, or I'm sorry, seven races. You know, if you pro, if you just take his average points, and we're not even talking playoff stage wins, you know, you just throw an average of twenty five to thirty points for those seven races. You know, oh, he's, in, he's yeah, in. he's in well he's easily. In. You know, on top of the, on top of the one race suspension, and then the race where you know he he did the crime, he got one point for that. Yep. You know, and, and that's the the race that pays the most points. You know, there's an extra stage in that race. Yes. So yep. you know, it all adds up, and uh, yeah. from. <laughs> From a, a fan perspective, it's going to be a little bit uh, less interesting for me to watch. Sure. Since I guess, like you said, I'm down to my third string guy at this point. Um, <laughs> Which is Denny well, Hamlin, and we're going to get to him in just <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, oh. I, I guess from a, a big pic- picture perspective, is it's going to hurt the sport at the end of the day, whether you're a Chase fan or not. You know, not having him in the playoffs is going to hurt there there's going to be fan chase fans that just completely tune out and that's when i start asking myself i'm like are, are these people really fans of the sport just because your guy's not in it yeah um, well i tell you I, know i'm watching no matter what yes and I'm, I'm with you you know like you said earlier you know we're diehards we're going to watch you know if am i less am i am i more likely to change the channel if I'm a Chase Elliott fan to my local football team's game on a Sunday, knowing he's not contending, I think that's where you'll probably will lose a lot of people. And I don't necessarily blame them. I mean, you know, if, if Harvick is as wrecked out, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll stay a little longer on the Lions and, and then flip back at commercials versus the other way around. You know what I mean? So I, yeah, I, I, it's, I, it's part of being a fan at the end of the absolutely. day. Absolutely. Yes, no doubt about that. Um, all right, one last thing, and, and then we can move on to the next topic. I do just want to highlight the number of previous playoff drivers or previous race winners that did not make the playoffs. You've got Daniel Suarez that's missed and is has been in in the past. Obviously, Alex Bowman, Chase Elliott, uh, Austin Sindrick in the past. Uh, while A.J. Allmendinger uh, did not make the playoffs, he's made it in the Xfinity Series. He is a cup-winning driver and out. I mean, I mean, we there's a very deep field of cup drivers now and i love everything about that and it just continues to tease the fact that some point we will have 17 winners in one season 
yeah, especially with the way this car is now, you know, you have to ask yourself, you know, this is the second year in a row, a huge name has missed the playoffs. Yes. I remember Martin Truex missed it last year. Yes, absolutely. So absolutely. It, it, it was rare where guys in the prime of their career, which I think it's very fair to say that Truex still is in and Chase is absolutely is still in the prime of his career. The, the last time I could think of that when they expanded the playoffs like they have is when Joey Logano missed it. Yep. And he came back and won the championship the next year. Um, so absolutely, yeah, it, it's, it's definitely interesting. Yep. Um, it'll be interesting to see how everything kind of shakes out because guess what? Chase and Alex are still going to be up there competing for wins. Just like Truex was last year in the playoffs. Yep. Yep. So. I am, I am, I am with you. Um, all right, let's do a, uh, quick fan, uh, recap here. We'll get your takes mine and we'll do some social media and we, we still have to talk about Denny Hamlin and do some uh, lap traffic fantasy here. So uh, I sent the question out to uh, you guys. Who are your first four out who do not make the round of 12? Uh, Dave at DB Craig says Wallace Stenhouse McDonald Chastain. Uh, at Lady underscore Trey underscore 13. Wallace Suarez Stenhouse Reddick. At Zinn will win. Wallace Stenhouse McDowell Harvick. At Living Room War Wagon, Stenhouse, Harvick, Kozlowski, Blaney. At Colin underscore with underscore cars, Stenhouse, McDowell, Chastain, Harvick. At 1985, Wagner, Stenhouse, McDowell, Wallace, Harvick. At Lost underscore 10 MM Socket, Stenhouse, McDowell, Wallace, Harvick. So there are some trends uh, out of all of those uh Four, five have Wallace out. Uh, four have McDowell out. Four have Harvick out. Uh, Mr. Andrew Canson, I will ask you, who does not make the round of 12? Well, you always get those surprise winners throughout the year, right? Yeah. And I think this year, those surprise winners, and the guys that kind of, I don't want to say back their way in because they are in the wins, but the lesser guys on the playoff field undoubtedly are going to be Stenhouse and McDowell. So those are, those are going to be two givens, I think, right there. Um, as for, you know, Bubba, the 23 team, they do a really good job at self-imploding. Um, and the tracks aren't really their strongest. They have, they have a good shot at Kansas, but I don't know if it'll be enough for them. So I'm going to say Bubba too, considering he also has zero playoff points. And there's always a surprise out in the first round. And I think this year the surprise will be Joey Logano. Wow. That is, that is, that's big there, man. Saying yeah. Logano out. Okay. Um, I am going to go with, uh, with Bubba. I'm going to go with McDowell. I do not think the first three races play to their nature. Darlington, uh, Kansas, Bristol, um, you know, if the Roval was in the first round, not even to say he'd go out and win it again, but I would say McDowell could go and point his way. If, if you had, if you had uh, the Roval and Talladega in the first round, I'd probably almost guarantee McDowell would make it to the next round because of his road racing and plate racing. Uh, but these are, you know, your mile and a halfs do not play to uh, speed with McDowell. Um, you know, you've got Darlington and Bristol that are, are just some challenging races. So I am going to have Wallace, McDowell, and Stenhouse. I totally get where everybody has Harvick out of the first round. However, Darlington, Kansas, and Bristol are three tracks that have been very, very good to Kevin Harvick in the past. And so I am going to 
uh, one, yes, Homer and fanboy out with it, but also, you know, look at what Kevin Harvick is able to do with those tracks. So I do think Kevin Harvick makes it through. Uh, I also get Keselowski. However, uh, Keselowski's got uh, a couple wins at Darlington. I think Kansas as well. Um, I am, I am going to go. I'm going to say maybe a Tyler Reddick. I, I see him maybe wrecking and getting behind early and not maybe being able to make up a points gap there. So I'm going to use him as my uh, off-the-wall uh, surprise that doesn't make it to the next round. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I mean, like his teammate Bubba, they just they self-implode. They, they always beat themselves. Whether mm-hmm. it's pit crew, driver, crew chief, it's, there, there's a theme there with that team for whatever reason. Sure. Yep, absolutely. All right. Uh, before we, oh, all right, here, you know what? Let's, uh, I am going to do some, some shameless plugs real quick. Let's do some lat traffic social media everybody make sure you check out the website the lat traffic podcast.com uh follow on uh you know twitter at lat traffic pc all of the good stuff you know where to find the show uh don't forget to leave a review if you've made it this far into the show leave a review tell your friends just did a massive giveaway which was awesome picked up close to a hundred and some followers uh which was great uh so thank you to everybody that retweeted and followed and all that good stuff and we'll do another one here at least before the end of the season i've got stickers and koozies to give away all you have to do is get a hold of me in any fashion. Email me, reach out to me through the website, thelabtrafficpodcast.com. DM me. Uh, I will be more than happy to uh, send some out to you. So there we go. In the realm of social media, um, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Andrew Cancian. Where, where could you be going? Where could you be going with So, um, as, as I mentioned, uh, you know, there's a group tax between you, me, and, and Sherwin. And, you know, uh, occasionally there's some interesting conversations, whether it's football, whether it's baseball, <laughs> whether it's NASCAR, whatever the case may be. And you sent a picture as like, this is my shirt that I'm going to wear. So plain, so simple. There's no glitz, no glamour, no nothing. Just three words on a white T-shirt. Denny Hamlin sucks. And, you know, I mean, I appreciated the humor with it. I do. Um, you know, Denny obviously uh, catches a lot of flack from those that are not in his fan base. And, you know, that makes the sport and that makes the, the sport go round. And I, I totally get that. And here's the thing, you know, when you talk about Denny Hamlin, when you talk about Kyle Busch, um, you know, they have their diehard fan base and they have their diehards that are not in their fan base and they embrace that. And I think they appreciate that just as much as they do their fans, even though they're not contributing to merchandise uh, more than likely. But um, so let's start with with this. Where did the the disdain start for you with with Denny Hamlin? So let's let's jump in our DeLorean. Let's hop on 95. <laughs> hopefully, where there's no traffic and we'll hit 88 miles an hour, and we're gonna we're gonna go back to this uh, very infamous night at uh, Martinsville in uh, 2017. <laughs> uh, I would say that that's where my dislike started for okay. Danny, and then I think as things kind of progressed, right? 
he seems to uh, get into it with drivers that I root for quite often for whatever reason. Um, sure, sure. And, and I think just kind of the lack of sometimes owning mistakes or sometimes the excuses he makes, like, well, I hit Chase in the bumper on corner entry at Martinsville because there was a car behind me. Yeah, the aerial shot shows otherwise. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I think just the way he reacts to certain situations, you know, it's kind of like a, a woe is me. Okay. And even the situation with Larson this year at Kansas, um, and, and for one, I'm, I'm not a Kyle Larson fan in the least either, but you know, he was kind of owning that and celebrating that. And then, but when the roles are reversed, he's the one, you know, calling people hacks, saying that they're terrible, this, that, the other thing. So it's, it's the hypocrisy as well. That kind of uh, has turned me off from that driver. Fair enough. Fair enough. So uh, fast forward to Watkins Glen 2023. Uh, you know, you, you, you wear this T-shirt, which to be fair, I got to be honest with. So uh, backstory for uh, my professional wrestling fans that I'll, I'll uh, reference here. Uh, I came up with a creative shirt that I wore to SummerSlam. Uh, I don't know it made TV, but there's a guy that sits rings, ringside at every major event and he's known as green shirt guy well i wish i had the the disposable income of green shirt guy to be able to go and sit in that seat for every major show but i i did do it for SummerSlam, and so i made a shirt on a green shirt that said green shirt guy wannabe so i appreciate the humor (laughs) and the the thought process behind a good creative t-shirt at a sporting event so uh you wear the shirt and you know how long before you walk through the gate at watkins Glen? Did, I think you know. as soon as I as soon as I walked through the gate, <laughs> like as soon as I took my ticket out, they scanned it, and I walked through. I think I had three or four people that were like, "Holy crap, that shirt's hilarious!" I'm like, "Oh, yep. thanks." And then, so the 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 midway at Watkins Glen is inside the tracks. So you got to walk over the pedestrian bridge over Turn Eleven to get back and forth. And dude, as soon as I got over there, it was on. It was, I mean, I had no joke about, I think about 50 people walked up to me saying that they love my shirt. That's awesome. Well, I met a, a, a fraternity brother of mine there. He came later in the day with his dad, but you know, I'm walking around, I'm seeing the, you know, the, the driver appearances, the merch haulers, is that the other thing? And I see a, um, I see like an HMS trailer. I'm like, huh, I wonder what that is. And I wonder why there's like average Joes like myself with a regular ticket standing over there. So. I go over there. I don't think I, I don't think I told you guys this story yet. So you all get to hear it for the first time now. Excellent. Um, you know, and I see that Chase is actually doing a um, like a corporate meet and greet with I guess the folks from Napa. So as you can imagine, surrounded by Hendrick fans, they all love the shirt. Of course, um, of course. And then one of the uh, this woman from the the event comes up as well. She goes. I love your shirt. And I laughed and I said, Oh, thank you. You're only about the 30th person to tell me today. Well, she goes, well, would you like me to get Chase to sign your hat? And my jaw was like on the floor. I'm like, yes, please. That's awesome. So I give her the hat. Chase walks away. He gets on his golf cart to do whatever the hell they do after their corporate events. And she hands me the hat and I'm like, Oh my God, you just made my day. That's so cool. So I even got a signature out of it. So I think the hat has uh I mean, the, the shirt has definitely been successful 
nothing a a twelve dollar Goodfellas shirt at Target and a cricket machine can't get you. Well, there you go. So <laughs> then Daytona comes and you go to the um, driver Q and A in the fan yeah. plaza. Correct. Well, we actually. Well, yes. Well, we skipped the part actually. Okay. Uh, while I was at the HMS trailer. The uh, the NASCAR licensed photographer takes a picture of me. Yeah. You know, okay. Yes. So yeah. So, and then all of a sudden, I get a. I look at my phone, and it's. I think it was you were the first one to to tweet it at me. You're like, I see you, and I'm like, ah, that, oh, guy, that guy probably sent that to dinner. <laughs> uh, so he, I, I see that, and the, the tweet from Denny's Twitter, and I thought it was the funniest thing ever. I'm like, that is awesome. Um, and I, I also now appreciate Denny's sense of humor quite a bit. Yes. Um, so yeah, we enjoyed the shirt there and then, yeah, then, then we go to Daytona and I'm like, oh, I wonder what's going on there, you know, before the race. Um, so I see he's doing a Q and a over at the, um, the Toyota stage. I'm like, son of a bitch. I got to go to this. <laughs> you have to, I mean, you can't, I can't not at I this can't, point. I cannot miss this. <laughs> so I walk over there and. I'm standing in the back so he could read the shirt. I don't want to be up close to people because I, I don't like standing close to people to begin with. Right. But I need to be far enough away where he could read the shirt, but close enough where he can see me. Yep. So the uh, the guy in the mic goes, Denny, we got a question here from your biggest fan. It sounded like a little kid. He goes, no, no, no. Hold on a second. He goes, I think my biggest fan is the guy standing right there with the Denny Hamlin suck shirt. <laughs> he goes, he goes, why don't we all flip the script and start booing him? <laughs> That's so I awesome. Say, I yell, you know what, Danny? I'm going to take a drink to that. So I took a nice drink of Bush Light to that. That's awesome. <laughs> um, and, and I was mentioned both weeks on his podcast at the very end. So uh, if you were wondering who the Denny Hamlin sucks shirt guy is, that would be me. That's that I, I love. I, so here's the thing. Like, I love the story. I love, you know, the embracing that the fans gave you both positive, negative. I love that he embraced it and the humor, um, you know, and hey, I mean, I mean, I, I think, like you said, you know, Denny's got a good enough sense of humor to where, you know, hey. You know, it's the guy, he paid his ticket, he's got the right, and he's a fan of the sport, and and all is good. So, that's... yeah, and I think I think that's where Denny comes from for the most part, too, where I've heard him say it on a show, I do listen to a show, a whole lie. Um, you know, he appreciates the people that are going to come. He doesn't want to be the guy that you hear the name at driver intros and, you know, you get like a little, little clap. He wants to be the guy that you're booing the shit out of, or you're cheering for the shit out of Yeah. Like, you you know, you, they're making noise, yes. right? And, and that's yep. how he is with it. So, you know, I could appreciate that as well. But yeah, he's been a good sport about it. Um, you know, there's other people I know that take it a little bit too far. Like, I mean, he's a uh, a human too. I'm not going to walk up to him and tell him to go F off or something right, like that. That's, right, right, right. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think Denny Hamlin sucks is uh, quite harmless. Yes. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep it at that. And It'll uh, it will make its return at a uh, homestead here in a few weeks. Excellent, I love it. That's great. That is awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that story. And uh, <laughs> you know, as far as I mean, I uh, this is a lap traffic exclusive. As far as I'm concerned, the Denny Hamlin sucks guy on the lap traffic yeah, podcast. I think, so I think you should start selling uh, selling this somehow. I don't. You need to find a way to monetize it. Listen, I, I anything <laughs> is possible in today's day and age of social media. 
There is no doubt about that. Uh, but listen, I mean, don't be surprised if you start getting more podcast requests after this. That's all, you know, I mean, how could you not, you know? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, think I'm, I think I'm good, Brandon. I'll, I'll, stick to, I'll stick to your show. And if Brett and Sherwin ever figure out what the hell they're doing, I will gladly <laughs> jump on their show. But from there, I think I'm good. I love it. Perfect. Exclusivity. <laughs> I, I think that's great. Um, all right, man. Well, listen. Um, let's do uh, some lap traffic fantasy. Uh, not not your best year in lap traffic fantasy is a uh, fair statement to make. I, I think that's putting it nicely at this point. I, I think we're ready to hang up the helmet in fantasy. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, you know, listen, here's the thing. I hope I, I can stick around for uh, three more years because the prize for the 10th anniversary would be epic, I have a feeling. But, um, you know, we got some trophies uh, that are going to get passed around. Uh, Andrew, you swept both segments. Uh, he's having uh, Kristen Hoglin a couple years ago dominated and uh, Andrew is having uh, that type of year. Um, week high this past week was John Etwinsel all the way in Australia. I love it that I've got someone in Australia that listens and plays lap traffic fantasy. Uh, he had Kozlowski, Cole Custer, and uh, Corey Heim for 136 points. Uh, I had Kyle Busch, Austin Hill, Ty Majeski for 106 points. So... Here is how the uh, top 10 of segment two shook out, Andrew. As I said, one with uh, 1,332 points. Jonathan Lilly in second, 1325. Mark Luddington in third, 1306. Dan Sherwood, fourth, 1302. Yours truly in fifth with 1295. David Mullins in sixth <laughs> with 1289. Uh, Eric Zalen and Steven DFS NASCAR guy in seventh, 1287. Uh, Michael Vickers in eighth, 1279. John Etwinsel in ninth, 1270. Kristen Hogland, who I just mentioned, wraps out the top 10, segment two, 1265. Uh, prizes will all get sent out at the end of the year, so uh, stay tuned for some emails from there. So now here you have our playoff grid reset. So here's how this works. Um, you get your point standings just like you do in the Cup Series. So Andrew Yu, because he was the points leader, gets 15 points, but he also got 15 bonus points. He picked 15 winners throughout the year. So Andrew Yu is our reseeded uh, first place uh, participant with 30 points. Jonathan Lilly is starting off the playoffs in second with 21. Henry Fletcher in third with 17. John Entwinsel in fourth with 14. David Mullins in fifth with 13. Yours truly and Dan Sherwood uh, in sixth and seventh with 12. Uh, Steven and Kevin Hahn have 11. Jumpy Bob, Benton Wilson, Pete Curvin, Tony LeBay, Matt Dombrowski with 10th. Uh, Scott Boys with nine points. Joe Hewson, Kristen Hoglin, Mark Ludington, Michael Nebbia with eight. David James with seventh. Logan Cummings with six. Jeremy Waterbury, Michael Vickers, Michael Mason with five. So 24 players made the playoffs, and we are going to cut 12 in the first round. And here's the thing. 10th to 24th is only separated by five points. So it is going to be a battle. 
to uh, make it to the round of 12, which is going to be awesome. I love that aspect of it. I love the fact that uh, the 17th place, 18th place, and 19th place all missed the cut by like five points or less, which is awesome there. So uh, it got competitive, and I love that. So uh, we'll keep it going. Um, The rule changes next year are going to be very small. And I think it's really going to come down to, do we keep it at 24 for the playoffs? And instead of two picks uh, in Xfinity and truck, that's going to be dropped down to one as well. So, uh, but we'll get some surveys out and all that good stuff. Uh, Mr. Andrew Canton, even though you didn't make the playoffs, are you, are you game to make some picks uh, with me this weekend? Yes, and I have two things to say before I make a pick. Yes. Number one, these people that made the playoffs need to give me the winning lottery number so I can retire. <laughs> and second off, you, you might need to make a Chase Elliott rule next year. <laughs> Dude, well, so that's oh, – it's funny. Mick Rose, uh, who I know you know of, um, he, he DM'd me and he's like, Dude, you can't catch a break because we had the Martin Truex rule this year. Yeah. There was the Kyle Larson rule. Like, I just want it one year to be normal. And was it, so, wasn't yeah. it last year you had Nemechek too? You could just pick him like out the ass and yep. extended Yeah, well, that's year. this yeah. year. That's this year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is this year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you know that is uh, that'll be a thing. So next year, Bowman and Chase Elliott uh, could very well throw wrenches. They they will be unlimited uh, participants. So. <laughs> There you go. All right. It is time to kick off the playoffs, and it's at the most perfect track, I feel like. We are going old school to Darlington, where Eric Jones picked up the win last year to kick off the playoffs. William Byron picked up the win earlier this year. The 24 team started off with a bang, but HMS has cooled off, especially with two out of the four not making it to the playoffs. Who will start the playoffs strong in the Cup Series and in lap traffic fantasy? Can anyone knock off Andrew You We will find out this weekend. But first, it is time for our picks. All right. I know it's for shits and giggles for you. Xfinity Series. Who do you got? Let's go with John Hunter Nemechek. I will agree with you. And I am I'm going to play it safe in Xfinity. And I am as well going to take John Hunter Nemechek. Uh, Cup Series, sir. Who do you got? Uh, I'm going to home around, and I think this is the week I hear the siren, Chase Elliott. Fair enough. Uh, I mean, I love spoilers, and of course, Bowman and Chase Elliott are going to want to go out there and win any race they can to play spoiler to the playoff guys. Uh, I am going to go with the six of Brad Keselowski. He's done well. I don't want to waste any picks, uh, and I think I've got enough cushion. And I, I think Kozlowski still might have a win left in him uh, this season. So I'm going to go with the six of Brad Kozlowski. All righty, sir. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming on. Everybody go follow at Racing Cants. He'll be tagged in the uh, show tweet as well. Go give him a follow. Uh, and uh, I can't wait to see what your next race holds for you for a social media perspective. Everyone, don't leave just yet. Um because I've got some football talk with at Racing Weather. Sir, we will catch you on the flip side. Absolutely. Appreciate you having me on and uh, hope everybody enjoys uh, shipping their Christmas gifts at UPS. Excellent. <laughs> All right, man. We'll catch you later. 
Oh, Lap Traffic Nation, great talking to Andrew Kansian. Love catching up with him on the podcast. He could do his own, to be honest. He he knows the sport. He's got good flow. Like, you know, he doesn't even need to know, like, hey, I'm going to drop it over to you. Uh, he just he knows when to pick it up, and I love everything about that. And all right, let's keep things going. Like I said, this is going to be one of the rare long shows of the season, which is awesome. Uh, now is where you can uh, turn it off if you are not a college football fan. All right, Let Traffic Nation, it is time to close this thing out. I told you at the start of the show that uh, this was going to close it out instead of Lab Traffic Fantasy, just in case people want to dip out. Uh, but I hope you stick <laughs> around. I, I really do, uh, because we're going to have some fun. It's not just going to be all Michigan, but it is going to be mostly Big Ten. Uh, and depending on time... Um, you know, we may do a little Lions as well. But joining me on the line for, I believe, the sixth annual Big Ten Michigan preview, it is Dr. Aaron Studwell. Sir, good evening. Go Blue. Good evening, sir. Go Blue. How are you, sir? I am fantastic. We've got uh, the Victors playing in the background. Football, it's, it's here. It is this week. We are kicking things off. And, and there's a lot to talk about outside of just wins and losses. Uh, you know, there's some player news. We've got, you know, we, we have to, uh, I've got one word written down and I've got every, all the schedules. Uh, can you guess the word that I have written down, sir? Well, I want to go with one word since I, my first thought would be going to. So Harbaugh. Yes. Yes, it is. Jim Harbaugh. Oh, so not Jack. No, <laughs> no, not Jack. No, no. Jim Harbaugh. Uh, first, it's a four game suspension. Then it's a no game suspension. Then it's a university imposed three game suspension. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, can we get a hamburger? Can we get a cheeseburger and talk about that? No, uh, please. Yes. Yes. And um, Cheeseburg we'll cheeseburgers and onion rings are good. We'll split well. it so that there's no issue there. <laughs> there's no there's no arguing over the bill. <laughs> yes. 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 I think just getting ahead of it. I think, you know, I just I, I know the backstory. I can't say the backstory. I know the backstory. Fair but enough. this is all silliness yes this is the ncaa being its inconsistent worst and i think it was smart of michigan to get ahead of it to say okay he's gonna be suspended for three games originally four okay i'm fine with if you miss the rutgers game one way or the other right it's gonna miss the non-conference schedule yeah it is just i'll say it's absolute silliness but yeah i think michigan's taking the right route um, but I think Michigan's also going to be Michigan football and maybe the whole athletic department. It's going to be under, under a uh, microscope. Yes. They're going to be looking for anything. And then they're going to say lack of institutional control. Or they're going to say, you know, there's a problem with the department and it's just, it's frustrating. It's, and it's not like, you know, the, the, what, what is public. And I will say is it's not like these guys, they were like uncommitted recruits. Yes. These are guys who had already committed yeah. and said, we're going to come there and happen to be, I want to talk a lot of turn, but in this probably public knowledge, but they were on visiting campus during a dead period. And they said, Hey coach, let's go, let's have lunch. 
Yeah. And, you know, and Jim's first thought is, yeah, sure. Okay. And I'm, that's paraphrase. But he's not thinking, well, it's a dead period. I can't go to lunch with you. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. The NCAA won't let me eat with you. Sure. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, and as uh, the listeners that are, are still here, um, you know, Dan Wetzel, uh, who's been on this podcast a numer- yeah. n- number of times, he was on uh, one of my favorite podcasts, the Drew and Mike show, um, a couple weeks ago or last week and was talking about, you know, one, like you said, the, the silliness and craziness behind it. But two, um, and, and so here's the, the thing that I think really hurts the NCAA's credibility, which to me is kind of like NASCAR officiating <laughs> sometimes, right? Like, is it a caution? Sorry. How come it was a caution here? How come it's not? How come this is a violation in, in here, but it's not with this school? You know, there's a lot of parallels and, and consistencies of inconsistency, if that makes any sense. And, you know, the, 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 um, thing that Dan Wetzel was talking about was the NCAA really shot themselves in the foot when the Twitter account of the NCAA started trolling fans like that. If you want to talk about just discrediting yourself, that did it right there. But my yeah, question is that to Wendy's, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. The, the question that I want to throw back to you is once this all gets situated, if the NCAA wasn't willing to accept the four-game suspension from whatever committee it was that went through this initial review here, why would they accept a three-game suspension from Michigan self-imposed? Because they obviously didn't like the four and wanted more. So, you know, is this a case of, all right, I he, now here's my thought, right? Because what's the second game of the of the schedule next year? Isn't that a big non-conference game or something as, like that? As, as things stand right now, I believe that is supposed to be Oklahoma. Um, but with all this conference realignment, yeah, I don't know who's going to be playing where. I'm sorry, it's Texas. Texas, yes, okay. So for for me, it's it's I'm I'm wondering if Michigan's trying to get ahead of it to where, <clears throat> okay, we're gonna we we probably know more games are coming. Um, we're really stacked this year, and we're really not worried about East Carolina, UNLV, or Bowling Green. Let's get three games out of the way now, so hopefully it's only one or two games next season. That's really where my thought process is behind it. Uh, that's, you know, when you started saying that, that's exactly what I thought. And the source I just looked at for the schedule already has USC and UCLA on the schedule for next year. Yeah, yeah. Now, and here's the thing where Har- this is where Harbaugh could be Harbaugh. And, you know, unfortunately, I think it would suck for us as Michigan fans. Uh, but... If, if Harbaugh just goes, eh, all right, now I'm really going to go back to the NFL and give right. the big middle finger to the NCAA. I've, I've heard that, too. Yeah. <laughs> but, I've heard that on media sources, not inside sources, yes. just to clarify. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk uh, a little player retention because, I, I mean, and I think this is where – you, you got to start when you're going to start looking at, you know, your schedule and, and wins and losses from a 
fan perspective like we're about to do here. Uh, Michigan really brought back a lot of players, which is fantastic. Uh, by all ranking accounts, Michigan's brought back the number one and number three running back uh, in the country. Um, yep. so, so that's amazing. Quarterbacks only gotten better. Um, I'm, I, I want to turn it over to you to further comment on our quarterback as well as our wide receivers, and then we can dive into the defense a little bit. Um, well, I'll have to start with JJ. Um, I'm glad I actually want to start with the running backs real quick. And I want to say to everybody who came back, which I doubt they're listening, but maybe it gets out there. Thank you. And honestly, in in a broader scope, I wonder if they had beaten TCU, but then maybe gone and lost to Georgia. Would they be coming back? Would it really be as much quote unfinished business, which was a phrase that was tossed around a lot. Yeah, no, I, I, I think maybe one, you know, maybe not as many for sure, uh, because at that point, I mean, it's even more clout. It probably would have even been higher draft stock. Um, you would have gotten the bowl win plus the playoff win. Um, I think that um, if they would have gotten to the national championship game and lost, it, it would have been a different story for sure. Yeah. So looking at the, you know, what you want to hit wide receivers next? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Um, I, various, very, it's, especially at the outside, I think it's a very mature set of wide receivers with Wilson and uh, Johnson out there, Cornelius. Yeah. Uh, depth, I think we're lacking a little bit, but I know there's been a lot uh, said about uh, Frederick Moore and Carmelo English coming in as a uh, true freshman. But yeah, they're going to be further down the depth chart. Um, Darius Clemens, I believe he had a good, pretty good year last year. Didn't get much playing time except for maybe end of games. But I think we've got very two solid, experienced uh, wide receivers. And then I'll roll in Loveland at tight end. Um, I don't think, I think even when when Schoonmaker was hurt uh, towards the latter part of last year, Loveland stepped in and was not a drop off in talent. No, I agree absolutely. Um, you know they, they've they've been fortunate to finally have some winning seasons and to start stealing some of these players like i'm i'm looking at uh i I pulled up the roster and just looking at where some of these guys have come from you know they're they're coming from the south they're coming from the west coast you know and we that's where we were lacking a little bit and finally with some winning seasons some consistency i mean how many five-star four-star recruits do we have coming in it's up there. Yeah, I want to say somewhere in the 18 range. Yeah. 12. I mean, I think, what was it? I think we had, uh, I, we, we were top four or five in, uh, on, on sign or uh, commitment day or whatever the hell you want to call it. So, yeah. And well, uh, commitment day is actually taking a very funny turn because commitments aren't anything anymore, unfortunately. No. no. Yes. No. It's, uh, it's, it's a, it's a You're NIL. It's a new NIL cash day, is what it is. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and you, they used to put on hats. Then they put in front of them that the Dr Pepper or right. Coke. Right. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Or you go. You could. You could be going play Nebraska, and you put out your big red. Yeah. No. I. <laughs> I. You know. And I'm. I'm actually glad. You know. Because now, like, all right. The the guys going and signing autographs behind some closed door. Kind. You know. Like. 
go get your money. You, you know, you're playing, you're risking your life, you know, like let's ignore the fact or not ignore the fact, but let's not let's we no longer have to be blind to the fact that these are basically professional athletes that happen right. to be going to school. It's not the Dude, other way I, around. It's not I I'm heard, going to school and I happen to be playing football. I, I yeah, I heard a good, a good uh phrase of that is they're athletic students yes yeah yes you know like if they're and, there and to make the university money so they might as well be able to get a fraction of that piece of the pie because they rake in so much money so can i promote the business can i promote my business of now course. Or yes no by <laughs> all means <laughs> easy sports management just we just signed our first nil client that's awesome man Congratulations. uh last week that thank so you cool. thank yes. you he is a uh right back uh soccer player for chicago state university uh we are really excited to have him on board and we're going to be you know we've got some growth things going here we'll hit that at the end but let's talk college football that is kind of talking college football we'll talk yeah. about it at the end. yes yes all right let's uh let's let's take a look at michigan season here let's let's start hold on let me uh, let me drop in the uh, the picks music because I think that's applicable since we're actually making picks. So um, we'll 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 start with Michigan um, at, with a full breakdown, and if we want, we can uh, we can look at MSU and OSU here from an overall perspective. But um, all right, this Saturday, September second. Uh, you know, Michigan's taking some flack, I think, on the media side of things in terms of the ease of their schedule, uh, which, you know, hey, I don't disagree, but this really is going to be the last year that we're talking about, you know, the quote unquote cupcake schedule for, you know, your your big power schools in the first couple of weeks. So, you know, I'll, I'll take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, and I, when they booked, when they scheduled East Carolina, East Carolina was better. They've had some good seasons in their past, and they, you know, they probably scheduled this game five years ago when they were a eight nine win team. Sure, yep. and there's nothing. It's like Notre Dame playing Navy. Well, Notre Dame played. That's a traditional game anyway. But up until like three or four years ago, Navy was winning eight nine ten games a season, and going to bowl games. And last year they had yeah. one win. Yeah, 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 Ooh. yeah. Um, and looked like it and looked like it yes on saturday but yeah they're playing ecu at home um at noon start i believe yes sir noon start yeah um 36 um, michigan is 36 point favorites are they really i haven't looked yeah. at the line okay i'll take i mean i'll take it i don't care what it is i'll take it i i, I don't think i think they're win but not cover the over under is 51 i'll definitely say the over on it Ooh, i'll take the over for sure on that um yeah. all right so that's a that's a W. Uh, next week, UNLV's coming to town. Um, a three thirty start. Yeah, no, you need really need you really need to put these games in your calendar because the start times are moving all over yes, the place. Yes, there's not. I mean, you it, it the first four games are all different start times. So there's, yes, there's that for you. Um, all right, UNLV. I mean, honestly, I, I think UNLV will give Michigan a little fit from the West Coast offense type of things that Michigan's not used to seeing. Uh, but I think Michigan gets it under control very quickly after a few UNLV and You possessions. may have done more research on that one than I did because I just got a W next to it. <laughs> <laughs> I th the one thing I would counter your 
West Coast offense is the time zone difference. Yes. Oh yeah. No, they're going to be they're going to be tired. Uh, they're going to be uh, you know in engulfed by a sea of maize and blue. Yes, and, they are. You know that that is intimidating. I can only imagine. So yeah, there's there's no 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 doubt there. But I am uh, yeah another W. Uh, then we have the Bowling Green. Uh, what, what are what's their? I don't even know what their mascot is. So, uh, Falcons. Falcons coming to town September sixteenth for a night game on the Big Ten Network at seven thirty. Oh, you, I didn't. I was wondering what network because honestly, they're going to be hard to find this year too. They are. Yes. Between Peacock and NBC and Fox and ESPN. Yep. Yep. They're going to be all over the place. But, uh, yeah, Big Ten Network, Bowling Green. Um, I would – if if East Carolina's a 36-point uh, spread, uh, I would have to think Bowling Green's probably going to be right around there, if not even worse. So, I, I would think that, yes, yeah, yeah. somewhere in the 30s. 40s is rare. Yes. yes. Um, this is the – Hey, we're doing our we're doing our friends down in Ohio a favor, which is actually a statement that rolled off my tongue. Scott Leffler, former Michigan quarterback, Eric Campbell, uh, former Michigan defensive back. He and I were freshmen together. Are both so Leffler is the head coach at Bowling Green, oh, and cool. uh, and Eric Campbell uh, is now the defensive back coach. Um, so yeah, this is yeah, you had to schedule a Mac school, or we'll pass on to the directional Michigans and schedule Bowling Green. Yep. I'll take that. So uh, three and zero, oh. and then we have our our first conference game. Jim Harbaugh's first game back, uh, September twenty third. Rutgers back to a noon start, and I mean it's Rutgers' first conference game, but uh, I'm not concerned. I want to say that is when we count. I think that's homecoming too. Uh, that would make <laughs> sense. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, that uh, that's a W. I didn't even do. I've I, I've got after that game, I have at least five six lines of notes for each game. Okay. All right. Well, and let's... so I have a I have win right next to Rutgers. All right. <laughs> Nebraska, our first road game. We have back to back road games. So uh, well, we'll which I we'll don't like. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, Nebraska, Minnesota. Um, I will let you uh, start with your notes then for our two back-to-back road games. Nebraska, Minnesota. New head coach Matt Rule. Boy, he did a wonderful job at Baylor in Carolina. <laughs> Todd, Todd White, new defensive coordinator, new quarterback Jeff Sims out of Georgia Tech. Uh, not exactly a prolific offense. He's coming from. Um, new, new, new people. Same Nebraska. I got it as a win. Of course. Uh, then we had to uh, Minnesota, October seventh. Uh, what do you got for that one? We're gonna row the boat with PJ Fleck. Uh, nine win season. <laughs> last, here you go. Nine win season uh, last year. I don't think they're gonna hit that total this year. Uh, so it's gonna be a bit of an upstream rowing. There, uh, I think it's a step backwards for them and a W for Michigan. Excellent. All right. Then we are back home against Indiana to, uh, to which here's the thing with Indiana. Our record against Indiana scares me because at one point they're going to pull one off. Not this year. Not this year. No, I agree with you that. But at some point, they're, yeah, they I, I are think it, 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 was, it will one. be, a, it will be a game in Bloomington. 
that Michigan's coming either he doesn't have their starting quarterback or has come some kind of injuries uh, pregame. It, uh, he's going to be up for it and not this year. Yes. No, hold on. Coming I, in. I'm trying to pull up. Uh, go ahead and talk because I'm trying to pull up the record because it's something crazy. Uh, yeah, I want to say 26 wins. I think it's been at least since I was there, so mid-80s. Um, and I don't really have a ton of notes. I, that's one of the game I don't have a ton of notes for. It's just, you know, I use IU. I mean, they, they do give Michigan fits through, like, the first three quarters. So the, the overall – so we've there have been 71 meetings between the two. Michigan has won 61 of them. Wow. Yes. What was my – okay. I knew it was something crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I knew it was it was nuts. Oh, and the all time streak is and it's current is Michigan yes. at 24 games. Uh, so, close. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yep. So, yeah, no, that's, that's I knew it was some oddball, like crazy thing. So it is that it is a crazy number there. Yes. So so that was only that was 1998 then. Yeah. You think about it. That I guess it was technically last century. Yeah, we haven't beat us. <laughs> you have not beat us this century. Right. Period. Um, all right, then it is to East Lansing at Michigan State. Uh, it's saying TBD for the time, but I was pretty convinced. I, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I swore they said that was going to be a night game. I, I would have sworn that too. I think they want to. Before they make that decision, I think they want to see how where Michigan State is because it does play well as a noon game on Fox. Was that the big, yeah, big game, whatever they call it? Their their noon game. They have a special marketing thing for it. But uh, yeah, that does that does play well as a noon game too. But I think they want to see everybody's records. Boy, they. I tell you what, I'm not sure if it's a culture thing. They had eight ton of talent take the m track south out of uh east lansing mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i'm going to have somebody say no the the east the amtrak doesn't stop in east lansing well no. okay <laughs> somebody somebody's gonna make that comment uh so that's a w <laughs> it is uh, the defense i mean they lost their starting quarterback they lost uh two wide receivers quarterback went to auburn wide receivers both went to florida state so that, yeah. that, that i found interesting as well be interesting to see their nil deals no for sure um, uh, de- defense looks good uh defense the back they have got talent coming back in the linebacker and defensive back core but i think michigan's running game is just going to take it to the second level and just run kind of run through them i i don't disagree uh, the next game on the schedule, I am oh, very. Can I give you this? Oh, yes. Can I give you the stat of the Michigan State stat of the year? Twenty-seven players were lost last season due injuries or suspensions. Wow! I saw that one. I'm like, oh, I got, I got. I'm writing that one down. That's that's half the. Ro- I mean, that, well, no, that's not. That's a third of the roster. It's about. It's a third of the roster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. That's nuts. Um, all right, next game, November 4th at home, and I am actually very thankful that this is a home game for Michigan. Uh, the Purdue Boilermakers are coming to town, a rematch of the Big Ten Championship game. If this game would have been in uh, at Purdue, I'd have been actually a little nervous. But the fact that they're going to be in the big house uh, gives me a little peace of mind. Yeah, um, I this is a – game i don't necessarily have a circle but it's one of the 
Easily one of the few. It's maybe to this point, it's one of the few teams that is significantly better than the team we played than the team we played last year. Yes. New head coach, uh, the old de- defensive coordinator at Illinois. Uh, very tough attitude. Very tough defense. Illinois defense, which I, I will honestly say surprised me, it was top five last year. Okay. Um, they do tend to play aggressive. They do get a lot of penalties. Um, but very defensive focused. I think Michigan wins, but will not be, won't be a romp. It won't be like the uh, Big Ten championship game. But. Yes, yes. Um, and then the potential, you know. So now we're we're that that's game nine. Uh, we yeah. got three games left here. Potentially now this this uh, game was on the schedule last year. It was a little earlier in the schedule. And to start, uh, or I think when they played the game, Penn State came to the big house ranked number 10. And we uh, destroyed them, basically. Well, we, well, it was, it it was, it was 17 16 in the third. And then we scored 20, then Michigan scored 25 unanswered. Yes, fair enough. So. So we are yeah, destroyed. Uh, destroyed. Final look. First look was or second look was like, yeah, yeah, enough, yeah. Enough. A couple of things go our way. Uh, we are going to uh, visit the Nittany Lions in what will. Pro- well, they've already listed this as a 12 p.m. game, um, which is good. I'm glad it's not a night game, so it probably won't be a whiteout type thing. But. Um, that uh, that's going to be an interesting game. There is no doubt about that. I think they come away with the W, just because. Um, I mean, I think we everyone at this point knows where we're going with the uh, schedule here. But that's uh, that's going to be an L. I almost had it as an L. Really? Uh, uh, yeah. I think I I think they're gonna, they think they're a little overrated. Penn State. I think they do. Penn State. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. They've got that oh, Alden. At, I'm no, I'm saying his name wrong, but at quarterback, I want to actually look it up first. Um, well, I, th- I think they, have, they, want, they have questions. They have questions at quarterback, um, and they know they think they have an answer. I'm not sure he's the answer. Well, now, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. I was just going to say, you know, it's it's just one of those games you expect to be. You know, to the grind. You know, you expect a 27-24 game. You expect a 35-33, you know. Um, very rarely do you see that 25 unanswered points against either or with either of these two teams against each other. There have been a lot of close Penn State Michigan games that have come down to, you know, a one score game. And yeah, you know, it that very well could be what we see. Uh, in mid-November here, um, yeah, weather know. pending too. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Their 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 depth at quarterback, Drew Allard, who's a sophomore. Okay, and then they have a redshirt freshman, a freshman, a freshman, a freshman. Oh wow, yep. Okay, so they, they may have if if Allard gets hurt, they yes. can have problems. I'm not going to count on that at any point. Oh sure, sure. I just think Michigan's defense can get to them. I think Michigan's going to have a better running attack, and I think it's going to be like last year where. Michigan's going to tire out their front four um, and really get to the second level with some breaking for long runs. Fair enough. It's going to be Michigan's running game and Penn State's. Oh, um, oh shit! That's it. Well, it's going to be or no, no shit. This is what happened last year. Yep. You start breaking off 
eight yard, 10 yard, 12 yard runs, they're going to start kind of going back and reflecting and saying, oh, shoot, this is what we watched happen last year. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, all right. Then it is on to Maryland, which I think the record against Maryland is very similar to the Indiana record. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so there's a, a, a W there. And then the big and I'll one. Be, I'll, be, I'll be at that game. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Um, you know, the Ohio State Buckeyes make the trip back up after what uh, was last year. The... Huh? Don't, Don't emphasize, emphasize the, the, the. <laughs> How dare I? <laughs> the Buckeyes will be coming up to uh, to Ann Arbor uh, for what I'm very excited about um, because we very well could see a. I mean, let's let's just break off for a second over to OSU. I mean, we're, we're I'll just read it through very quick. They start on the road at Indiana, then they're home against Youngstown State, home against Western Kentucky. At Notre Dame, who knows what Notre Dame we're going to see. Then yep. it's uh, home against Maryland. Then it's at Purdue, home against Penn State. Then it's at Wisconsin, at Rutgers. Then it's home against Michigan State, home against Minnesota, then up to the big house. I mean, honestly, if I'm being honest, Penn's, or OSU has a tougher schedule than Michigan, which isn't oh, saying yeah. much. Uh, the fact that they play Penn State, Wisconsin, back to back, um, you know, that very well could be a challenge. Who knows what Notre Dame is, you know, so yeah. they, they have I'm going to assume that they come to Ann Arbor 11 and 0. I hope they come to. Ann I, I, hope. I think that is I think that is a very bad assumption. But go on. Well, I mean, from the from the. From the, oh, from, the fans from the yeah. narrative, from the narrative, Got it. I want back to back Michigan, OSU, 11 and 0 schools. You know, I, I want that because then it just means that much more when Michigan goes and gets that 12 and OW goes to Indiana for the third time in a row. And then as we can wrap this up with a nice little bow, when we were talking about Blake Corum coming back for that unfinished business and they can go and get it done. I agree. And uh, I will ask this of you and I is Ryan day on the hot seat. I think that if it's finicky because if they can manipulate it again or whatever to, to where they get a playoff berth, if you make it to the playoffs, how can you be on the hot seat? Um, you know, but just based on the amount of pressure that both schools put on this game, I mean, we were talking about this a couple of years ago with Harbaugh potentially being on the hot seat, and then he just well, yeah. started lighting it on fire. Um, I think if he loses it and doesn't make it to the playoffs, uh, I think it will be a matter of what's out there versus is he on the hot seat, you know? So what coaches out there? Because he's he's done a good job. Um, yeah, you throw away the Michigan game. He is right. a great record. Yes. So from that regard, I think it will be a well. Is there anybody better? So does that really stump teams? Does it really does it become a, a need for a cultural change? Man, is, and this this gets into the more the esoteric part of it. And they got this question. They get questions and they'll have it figured out by November. Oh yeah. They'll have it figured out by yes. the conference schedule. Yes. Their questions at quarterback. Yep. 
I can't see him see him play and having them play both McCord and Brown. No, they're not going to rotate. No, they they're, they're, they may all LSU is, they may for a bit and for this first camp a couple of games, yes. but yeah, yeah, no, they've always been a, a dedicated type quarterback. You know, they're very much Michigan esque in that regards. In that, you know, that's traditional Big Ten football between how they play their game. It's you know, run. It's so bizarre to see them having questions at quarterback after yes. run the quarterback they've had. No, I agree. You know, that's, you know, and so that's a thing. Is that a, you know, a lack of recruiting capability by, by, by him too, you know? So that's interesting. That's a real interesting. So <laughs> I hear the other day, technically Joe Burrows is the Ohio State quarterback. <laughs> um, all right. Real quick. Let's just uh, uh, run down the Lions real quick. Uh, Vegas has them 10 and a half plus or minus wins. And man, if they hit the over 11 wins for the Lions is a very successful season. Um, I, I, I have them right there. You know, it could go one or two games either way. Uh, I think they make the playoffs, but uh, yeah, you know, it, it's a, if they could, here's the thing open on the road at Kansas city. I was talking with a couple of buddies, you know, Kansas city is going to be on a high. They're getting the rings, the banner, you know, they very well may look past the lions. Ooh. And that's a very big statement game for the lions to continue the momentum of just missing the playoffs going eight and one or seven and one, whatever it was to close out the second half of the season last year. Um, I, this, it, it could be a very interesting first game there. Um, that much I'll say. Then it's at home, Seattle and Atlanta. W's there. Green Bay on the road for uh, a Thursday night game. I, I, I mean, and that's where it could go either way. You know, they pick up the win there. They're, they're, they're looking pretty good. Then it's at Tampa Bay. I mean, Tampa Bay was a mess last year. That'll be an interesting one. At Baltimore. Then it's home Monday night against the Raiders. Bye week at Los Angeles. Then you got two home conference games with the Bears in Green Bay, two road games at New Orleans, at Chicago. Then it's home against Denver, and then closing it out, two road games at Minnesota, at Dallas. So okay, I'm mentally running through this. So four and one, five and one. I've got you losing the. I got you losing to the Packers because it is Thursday night, because it's at Green Bay. I think yep. Jordan Love had a better preseason. Sure. Sure. Um, than I think was expected. So, loss to the Packers, loss to the Ravens, only because it's at Baltimore. Yeah. Beat the Raiders. Ooh, at the Chargers. That's an interesting one. Mm -hmm. I'll give them the win. I think I'll give the, them the, the bye there. week could very well play in their favor right there before yeah. that. Uh, home against the Bears, win. Home against the Packers, win. So, that's two losses so far. Yep. At the Saints, loss. At the Bears, win. So that's three losses. Yep. Home against the Broncos. At the Vikings, two more wins. At the Cowboys, oh, man. Cowboys, I just don't even know what it's to just, make of. Right, that's the thing. It just depends on what Cowboys are we playing with. What's is And is anything on the line for either two teams at that point? That'll be I would, Well, I, for Lions, it would be. I, for the I Cowboys, so. I think it would be, yeah. too. Yeah. Uh, if it's a Saturday night game yep. at Dallas. I want to say lost, but then home win against the um, Vikings. So what's that? 12, 13 12, wins. 12, 13 wins. 
That that that'll so, be enough so for I, a so playoff I bet, game. So I so I <laughs> I just walked. I just talked myself into a uh, bet on the uh, Lions over. There you go. I love it. Good deal. Well, sir, I know you've got a hard out coming out here, and uh, we've probably got three people listening: you, myself, and maybe one other Big Ten nut. And uh, but this was fun. <laughs> well, I yeah, you know, Buckeyes Buckeye, Buckeye, are nuts. So there you go. <laughs> All right, lap traffic nation. There you have Dr. Aaron Studwell, sir. We didn't even talk one ounce of NASCAR, but we'll have to just have you yeah. and Brian on here in a couple weeks and break down some playoffs or something. Well, we did play Kate Bryan. We did give Purdue their props. We did. We did. We did. Um, well, the key will be if he tells us that we gave him his props to know if he listened. So. Well, that's that's true. That 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 was the key. That's kind of like yeah, you presume he's listening, but mm-hmm. yeah, we gave mm-hmm. him his props. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do a little self promotion, yes. and a lot of your listeners know me at at Raceweather. Uh, we're continuing that effort. We appreciate your support every day, every race weekend. I love it. Uh, for those who don't know, we are also at EC Sports MGMT. EC Sports Management is the long version. Uh, we are primarily in racing both in U.S. and Europe, as well as uh, football slash soccer. We are making an entree into NIL. Uh, focused on an upcoming effort to get into the NFL as a sports management company. So we'd appreciate your support. Uh, give us a follow. Uh, you want to see what we're doing, go to the website at, oh, no, no, no at there. Go to the website, ecsportsmgmt.com. Awesome. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you very much. Good catching up, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Go All Blue. Right. Go Blue. We'll see ya. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, I hope you enjoyed that. If you're still here and listening at this very moment, an hour and 52 minutes in, I appreciate you. I thank you. Don't forget to follow on Twitter at Lap Traffic PC. Tell your friends. Huge thank you to Grant Enfinger, Gage Rogers, Andrew Kansian, and Aaron Studwell. Uh, I'll be honest, we'll uh, we'll see if we, we get something put together for next week or not. Who knows? Up in the air at this point. But we will be back here at, in the worst case in a week or two. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Tune in each and every week to the Lap Traffic Podcast. See ya. Go Blue.